you know, it's not Karachi, this is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash. In the booth with never records. Nice. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. You are not listening to Never Records on Blue Gold Radio and 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 9 of Never Records Radio. If you're joining me for the first time, my name is Ted Reederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. From the Mississippi to the River Jordan, I've recorded musicians, poets, historians, scientists, anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my traveling art project, Never Records. At its heart, Never Records is about the fellowship of shared performance. It's also about providing an ear in a safe and nurturing environment. When the constraints of money and fame are removed from a creative space, magic happens. In the fall of 2012, I mounted Never Records in the city of New Orleans. To this date, it was the largest and longest installation of Never Records. In four weeks, I recorded over 140 performances. Do the math. That's over four sessions a day, every day for a month. Let me describe this next recording to you. Years ago, believe it or not, I studied ceramics in art school. I was fascinated by crystalline glazes. If you've never seen a vase with a crystalline glaze, the surface blooms with snowflake-like crystals trapped in time. It's an alchemy that is incredibly difficult to achieve. The conditions during the firing process have to be just right to encourage the crystalline growth and timed perfectly to temperature variations to achieve the desired effect. Performing and recording requires the same alchemy. If you get lucky and the conditions are just right, something magic can happen. The three recordings I'm going to share with you today are magic. When Jared, the bass player from Tank and the Bangas, called to book his session, he described the band as a large R&B funk group, and he asked if I could accommodate such a large band. I answered that indeed I could record any size band, but truthfully, with large bands there's a tendency for the recording to sound a lot more live somewhere between a bootleg and a board mix. I challenged him to think of Never Records as an opportunity to try something new and experimental. So Tank and the Bangas showed up as a two-piece, with Tank the singer and Jonah Tobias, a street musician who played a homemade African kora. Tank and Jonah had never tried this arrangement before, and the resulting improvisation was one of the most remarkable performances I have ever witnessed. All of the lyrics, the melodies, and arrangements you're about to hear are spontaneous. And Tank absolutely nailed it. If you listen hard at the end of the recording, you can hear how surprised and excited about the recording she is. Yeah. 
shouldn't have said what I said I promise I didn't mean it I never say it listening to Never Records Radio. I was so moved and inspired by this recording, as was everyone in the room. 
There are a couple of moments in the song where it almost falls apart, but somehow these two musicians were able to keep things together and make something truly remarkable. Let me describe this next recording to you. Gardenia Moon was one of the musicians in the band that recorded called Miss Nola. And after their session, she begged me to book another slot so she could come in and record some of her own material. We had a waiting list, but there was a cancellation and I called her. She rushed over to Never Records with a keyboard, a violinist named Leah, who was also from Miss Nola, and a drummer. A few attempts at recording a tune that reminded me of Chubby Checker, and I realized that we weren't going to get through the song they were trying to record. The drummer told me he wasn't really a drummer and that they hadn't had time to rehearse. Gardenia wanted to keep trying, but having been in this situation before with my own music, I knew we had to take a step back and reevaluate things. So I suggested a beer break. Did I mention that Abita Beer had sponsored the project and donated stacks of cases of delicious beer? During the break, I heard Gardenia playing a beautiful piano part and singing a haunting melody. What's that, I said. It's beautiful, let's record that. She replied demurely, Oh, that's a little thing I'm working on. I haven't had time to rehearse it, so I don't know. I insisted we try it, and very soon we had a take that showed a lot of promise. Leah, the violinist, tried to pass her to, but just couldn't find her part in the song. And so I enlisted the help of Connor and Stu, musicians from Ireland and England who had been following Never Records around the world. And everything snapped together in the most beautiful way. Leah, inspired by their performances, played a great violin track, and within an hour we were cutting the song to vinyl. are not listening to Never Records Radio. Can you believe we almost didn't record that song? Everything about it feels right to me. From Connor's reverb-drenched banjo plucks and Stu's lonesome harmonica to Gardenia's gorgeous voice and piano and Leia's tentative dry violin. Let me describe this next recording to you. I couldn't be more excited to play you the next song. 
Out of almost 500 recordings, this is one of the most important. Not only am I proud of the recording itself, but I am proud to have captured a once-in-a-lifetime performance by Tim Green, one of the greatest saxophone players I've ever heard. Sadly, Tim died in the summer of 2014. With his passing, I realize how important Never Records could be as a historical record, and this recording haunts me. But let's start at the beginning, which is actually the end. Andrew McLean contacted me about making a recording of a classical Indian ensemble heavily influenced by avant jazz great Sun Ra. They recorded the very last session of Never Records New Orleans. It was a big band. Andrew was playing the Sarad. There was a tabla player, a tanpura, saxophone, and a concert harp player. That's right, a great big classical harp. I used all my microphones and available tracks, but the result is as close to a perfect live recording as I have ever come. Tim Green was playing a saxophone that actually had a bell on the end of it as opposed to a horn. I've never seen anything like it. Apparently, it was one of only a few prototypes made from when the saxophone patent was sold a century ago. And it's something that Tim obviously treasured. Listen to how warm and soft his horn sounds, like a sax with a mute. I can honestly say that this recording, like so many I have been lucky to make, changed my life.
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. Thank you for listening to Never Records Radio. Stay tuned next week for more music from New Orleans. For more information about Never Records, please visit neverrecords.net. As always, I'd like to offer a heartfelt thanks to the people and performers that make Never Records possible. A special thanks goes to Kiri Salinas at Blue Gold Radio for helping me put the show together and to the UW Eau Claire Foundation. You are not listening to Never Records.